We have asked Mila to read Appendix 2, Spiritual Experience. We read this because the main purpose of the 12 steps is to have one, so it's kind of important to know what one is. Mila. My name is Mila, and I am an alcoholic. Hi, spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used many times in this book, which upon careful reading shows that the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in many different forms. Yet, it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls the educational variety because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference long before he is himself. He finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life, that such a change could hardly 
have been brought about himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource, which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it God consciousness. Most emphatically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance and belligerent denial. We find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. There is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance that principle is contempt prior to investigation. Herbert Spencer, Alcoholics Anonymous, pages 567 and 568. Please refrain from disturbing others by talking or constantly getting up and sitting back down. This is a tech-free meeting, so let's set our phones to airplane or meeting mode or just turn them off. Um, so I've been, been here for the past several weeks, uh, 10 weeks or eight, 8 or 9 weeks, I guess. I don't remember how many weeks it's been. But I, it's 8, 8, and it's just been a privilege listening to the two of you um, sitting in the back, and I have the mask on, so you probably can't tell if we're laughing or crying, but I know I've done a little bit of both, and it is, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to share with us tonight, Isabel and Marlene. Aw, thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Hello, Marlene. Mom, mother, love, and Lee. Yeah. Wow. Here we are. It seems weird, doesn't it? We're almost done. I'm going to miss it. I know. It's like, wow. But what an experience we've had. You know, like we were saying in the car. Um, It's just been a beautiful, beautiful experience going through the steps with each other and with all of you and out there in Zoom land and wherever else we are, our spirits. Mm -hmm. And... Here we are, step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. So we understood him. And we've, we've obviously, before we come here, Marlene and I speak, and we brief out with each other what our experience has been with each other. We share with each other what we're going to conversate with you so that mm-hmm. we're fresh and... We make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's nice to review with each other, um, you know, seeking through prayer and meditation. A lot of times we have referred to ourselves as seekers mm-hmm. and finders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we begin this, um, I also share with Claude, and he was saying, you know, this is, this is his favorite yeah. step. And what a beautiful step to love, like all of them, but this is a special Mm-hmm. special um, special step so what you know when you got here what happened in your journey with you know with so, prayer and meditation yeah uh, Marlene alcoholic and uh, like we talked about yesterday I think I've been doing 11 
since day one. Um, I know I was doing 11 from day one. I have always had a, a belief in a power greater than myself, um, but I wouldn't call it a working faith or an active relationship. I was more of a foxhole prayer, like, get me out of this jackpot, God, and I promise I'll do better. But I did believe, and I had lots of evidence, even in active alcoholism and in my youth, of the evidence of God. So I'm grateful for that because I know it's a struggle for a lot of people. Um, mm. So coming in and then being told to pray, like my, my first sponsor was, you know, she just said, you know, believe that I believe and um, ask God to keep you sober in the morning. Beg him to keep you sober in the morning and thank him at night. And uh, so I, I was praying. And, and like we said yesterday, meditation, I've never been uh, one that's been really... I guess you can't say good or bad because there is no good or bad way to meditate. But I was never—I could never sit really and, and meditate for twenty, thirty minutes. It was mm. more walking meditation, driving meditation. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, laying under the under the palm trees in my backyard and looking up to the sky and hearing the birds is a form of meditation for me. Like today, I did that today, and it was just um, beautiful. I felt so connected to to God and to others, and this step has mean, meant different things as I've changed and grown. Um, it is a spiritual, it is a spiritual action that um, has been crucial to my recovery. And um, and when I when I slack on it, it's it just oh, it's not good. Yeah, mm. it, when something goes awry, it's always that step that I'm not, I'm I'm failing in. Yeah, I'm, I'm falling short. So yeah, step eleven is is one of my favorite steps for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. that's where I connect. Yeah. I like that. And we've talked a lot over the past couple of weeks about connecting, communing, mm-hmm. conversating um, in this relationship um, with ourselves, with God and others. And again, we share uh, a lot of similarities because for myself as well, you know, I got sober went to the stagecoach group and right away they were like, you got to start praying now. And I was like, oh my God. And you know, I came from a background. Mm -hmm. I went to Catholic school all my life, graduated from a Catholic college, you know, the whole nine yards. I have an arsenal of prayers. Mm -hmm. So, and yet I couldn't stay sober. Mm -hmm. I was on the verge of killing myself Mm -hmm. and these people are telling me to pray and they told me also, you know, beg, you better beg God to stay sober. And I was like, beg God. And I started doing that because I really wanted to stay sober. So I started doing step 11 without knowing I was doing step mm-hmm. 11 right, right from the get go coming out of the gate. So I didn't know what I was doing, but I was doing it again. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was doing it. <laughs> and, you know, I'm so glad that they, they made me accountable to that. They mm-hmm. kept asking me, you know, are you praying? Mm-hmm. Are you crazy? Are you praying? <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm praying. And so I thank God that that became my prayer. And I also remembered, I was telling Claude that, and you too, that, you know, I had tried AA mm-hmm. when I was 25. And so um, I knew some of the people, you know, how we know each other because we go to the meetings and they know us. And, yeah, she goes to AA. And I was at Wawa where alcoholics wander around in New Jersey. <laughs> and uh, oh, it's funny. like, the, Wawa. It, yeah, it's the corner store. 
And I was a smoker, so you buy your cigarettes and your coffee there. And I saw a guy from AA, and he said, uh, he looked at me, and I was hung over. Mm. And he said, listen, kid, all you got to do is say, God help me. And I was like, F you, Tom. <laughs> and I remember storming out a Wawa with my coffee and my smokes. The yeah, the nerve. And now here I am going, man, thanks, Tom Sharkey. Wow, that was awesome. And those are the three most powerful mm, words. God help me. God help me. Like that simple, God help me. And I, I really do believe that we speak from our hearts mm. more than anything, mm. right? That the, this conscious contact comes from our heart. It's mm. like heart to heart, God. Mm. I think God really knows our hearts. But when we voice it, we name it, we claim mm. it, we own it then it gives us that sense of meaning and purpose. Mm-hmm. And like you, meditation. That's a 50-cent word, right? That, that's a four-letter word. Meditation, <laughs> what? And, um, you know, Mar- Marlene and I have been on this journey for a long time now. And I remember when I first learned to meditate, and we had the meditation meeting on Friday, and I had just, I have experienced all kinds of things, mm-hmm. thankfully, with yoga mm-hmm. and um one of them was going to the ashram and learning the you know, formal meditation. Oh, and I was doing that. Oh, and I was, <laughs> I was so sidetracked. I mean, my mind was like, rear, rear, rear. And yet there were times when I could get into the meditation. Mm-hmm. And when I got into the meditation, you were saying just the other day about that feeling mm-hmm. that, you know, when it finally connects your mind quiets, yeah. you get this stillness, mm-hmm. this silence. It's like you can feel the peace mm-hmm. and the harmony from just quieting. It's another form of plugging in to God. It's yeah. just it's another tool. But I don't use it as much as prayer. But when I'm in a jackpot, I'm really off the rails, I'll put on a guided meditation and it just transports me immediately or I'll you know work with a mala or a bracelet beaded bracelet and do mantras and prayers right it's a form of meditation it is and so I like to because our book talks about that about using specifically the prayer of St. Francis Mm. as a meditation and walking through that and talking through that and actually expressing that as being a form of meditation, which is beautiful. Mm. So I know that sometimes people, and in AA, mm-hmm. we say prayer is talking to God and, and meditation. is listening to God. Right. So, but the, in this case, this is a prayerful meditation. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's kind of like a guided meditation. Sure. And with that being said, Marlene, would you read that prayer? Because it's so sure. beautiful. It's my, one of my favorites. It's one of my go-tos. And it's often what I suggest to sponsees when they're all jacked up, you know, yeah. because it's usually because they're focused on themselves. And the St. Francis prayer is really about um, self-forgetting. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's pull it up. It's on 99. Lord, make me a channel of thy peace, that where there is hatred, I may bring love, that where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness, that where there is discord, I may bring harmony, that where there is error, I may bring truth, that where there is doubt, 
I may bring faith, that where there is despair, I may bring hope, that where there are shadows, I may bring light, that where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds. It is by forgiving that one is forgiven. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Amen. Amen. Mm. Wow. Stop. Just hearing it, mm. it feels so good. Mm-hmm. And, good you choice. know, one of the other expressions of meditation, like you were saying, you know, the walking meditation. Mm-hmm. I love the walking and quiet, the driving meditation. And, you know, <laughs> we like to read. We're readers. We're seekers. We're reading literature to find out more about mm. G.O.D., defined as whatever it is for you, Mm -hmm. for each person individually, and old ideas, new ideas, and, uh, you know, I know I gave you the Alan Kellen book, A Deep Breath of Life. Love, love, love this guy. If you don't have it, Google it right now. Go to Amazon.com. It's not conference approved, but uh, it's great. And Alan Kellen does these little readings every day. Daily reflection type of book. Yeah. Yeah. And and one of the read. I don't know if you read this one or not. So I've been reading this book for years, yeah. and it's always like a brand new page. Yeah. And one day he was saying how he became a transcendental mentalist, right? It's like, whoa, transcendental what? Mm-hmm. And that's a form of meditation mm-hmm. that people learn and, and go to teach and all of that. And I'm not really sure what it is, but it sounds bizarre. <laughs> and he learned how to do it, and he wanted to teach it to his mother. Mm. And, and the mother said to him, Alan, I know how to meditate. I drink a cup of coffee, I smoke a cigarette, I look out the window. You do your fancy schmancy <laughs> stuff somewhere else, okay? That's how I meditate. And I, I just that. thought that was awesome because it doesn't always have to be only The guided meditations are beautiful too. And just sometimes even just placing your mm. hand on your heart, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just so soothing and centering. It's that God consciousness that we seek, you know, like how do I find God as a woman in AA and how do I express that so others know? And one of the things that I learned that I love through studying the literature and just reading the literature And that's one of the things, another of the things that Marlene and I do is we read the literature. We read the books, the AA big book and the AA 12 and 12. And anything we can get our hot Mm. little hands on, Mm. we read. We like to drink it all up. And that's how we feed our spirits. Mm -hmm. So as we read through, um, and we talked about this, and I loved how you said, you know, because last week when we did that, Step 10, continue to take personal inventory, kind of leads in. And now we're on the, on the heels of step 10, we get to this where we're spot checking mm-hmm. because... Throughout the day. Uh-huh. And then we finally... It's time for bed. Right. And it's time for bed. Right. So that's why it's, it's at bedtime first. When we retire we think, at we night. We figured that out. We tried. You know, we were like, what? It's always a big question as to why in the big book it's it starts when we retire at night. It seems a little backwards, if you will. But then when we were talking about it, it's because we have been spot checking along the day. Mm -hmm. 
And now finally we're getting ready for bed. And now when we retire, we can look at the 12 things Mm -hmm. and it is 12 things, which I always love it. I always love it. I always love it. People when there's 12 involved, you know, and asking yourself a series of questions. What were we resentful, selfish, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do Do I owe owe an an apology? apology? Have we kept something to ourselves that we should have discussed with someone right away? <laughs> was I kind? What could we have done better? Was I loving? Oh, right. Was, what, what were we I thinking of ourselves most of the time? Yep. <laughs> For what we, what we could have packed into the stream of life. Yeah, so it's like looking at that, reviewing that. And it's just a chop, chop. And Marlene, you brought the thing yeah, tonight, I which I out. love. So can I see that? Because this is awesome. So this is the card that I was talking about last week. We made it week. small, but now yeah. we made it bigger. Yeah, yeah. When I, when I give them out during my anniversary, they're like... They were little. They have, like yeah. a business card. Yeah, it was a business card. But now we've, we've matured. And oh, we need, my God. And we need bigger print. Yeah. So now we can look at that. And I keep this, actually, right where I brush my teeth. So do and I. There's, and then I flip it over. So in the morning, I know about the 24 hour and I think, you know, I'm considering what do I have to do? Because I got a lot to do. And most all of us do, thankfully, because we got a purpose and a plan. And you know what your day looks like Mm -hmm. and you can go through your phone or whatever it is that you use. And before I start saying, God, please come into my thinking, asking that it be divorced from self-pity, no feeling sorry for myself, (laughs) dishonest. That means sneaky. Mm. That means sneaky, sneaky, sneaky dishonest. I'm trying to get something from somebody. How can I, how can I get, how can I manipulate and, you know, self-seeking motives. And sometimes, you know, we wake up thinking, how am I going to get this? How am I going to do that? And then knowing that God gave us brains. And when I read that, it always reminds me of the wizard of Oz (laughs) (laughs) behind the curtain. If I only had a brain, (laughs) the scarecrow, you know, it's like, yeah, God gave me brains. I'm not stupid. We're smart people, Mm -hmm. especially when you want to drink. And now I want to stay sober and I want to work at this just as hard as I did at that. So it's like, And I love that we have this because it tells us when we go to God, when we ask God for this inspiration, we get it. Mm -hmm. We get that intuition. We get that thought. We know what to do and just chill, relax, take it easy. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't get worked up. Don't struggle. And then we go, wow, wasn't that great how that worked out? Let's do it again. Yeah. It's like, wasn't that great? Man, that was easy. That's why I like that button, the easy button. Yep. Right? That was Bump. easy because we make things hard. We do. And it's like, Clear wow. cut directions. Clear cut. I mean, you couldn't get any more clear cut. I have them everywhere. I have them on my, oh, by my computer. It. I have them in my, where my toilet is. Yeah, it's by nice. By my to bed be... and by my toothbrush. It's nice to be reminded mm-hmm. that God and AA has given us these complete and total instructions on how to live. Mm -hmm. And that now you've been practicing it 15 years. I've been practicing it for 20 years, prayer and meditation. And even if we're not good at what we think meditation is, you know, there are other ways to incorporate that meditation. Mm -hmm. And I first learned it at Good Morning Ocean City Bayside Center. A real wackadoodle was there. 
we're not a hotbed of mental health. <laughs> and uh, this girl walked in and said she was meditating. And I thought, oh, my God, here we go. And she said she learned how to meditate. She learned how to meditate, she said, for one minute. I was like, one minute? I mean, anybody can do that. And I was like, well, if anybody can do that, I can do that. And I set that timer for one minute just to close my eyes and shut up. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I learned. Mm -hmm. And then I did three minutes. And then I kept bringing it up. Mm -hmm. And I love that. You know, I love that we can just be quiet and shut up and have that conscious contact with Mm -hmm. God. And seeking God in everything, in every way, making that my point of the day to get up and go and meet God. That's my, that's my thing, is I do want to meet God in every little thing that I do. So it's like, mm, it, gets, it gets good. And it talks about, you know, our God box in uh, the 11th step. Mm-hmm. into action about, um, and Mar- Marlene, I remember you taught me this prayer because I love that. Oh, God, grant me the grace to honor the space between impulse and action. The pause prayer. Yeah, because if yeah. you're reactive and impulsive and like I am, I need that prayer. And it says, you know, it doesn't exactly say that, but mm. we progress. Mm-hmm. We progress. So progress, not perfection, but we progress as long as we keep practicing. I know I'm inexperienced, but I'm trying to make this conscious contact because I don't know who's on the Zoom call out there, but there could be somebody with 11 weeks right now or 11 days Mm -hmm. or 11 minutes. We Mm -hmm. don't know. So, you know, it's just constantly reaching out to God. And when we want to pull out both guns and start firing, we can just pause Mm -hmm. to honor that space between the impulse and the action. And then um, I like that it reminds us, because I feel like alcoholics can be greedy little kids, mm. you know, yes. wanting, wanting, wanting. And he's like, never ask for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not that Santa Claus wish list that we're going for. God, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. It's really what can we do for others? Mm-hmm. And focusing on that. So I love that it keeps reminding us. It also reminds us to use a variety of prayers. What's your, what's your favorite prayers? I always start with third and seventh every morning and then my daily petitions. It's just what I've done from the very beginning um, and it works for me. And then if I'm caught up in myself, I'll, I'll read the St. Francis. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love the St. Francis. But three and seven... Um, are, are my go-tos. Yeah. I remember when I first got sober, I, I still mess up the third step prayer, but I got it down somewhat good. You know, I <laughs> you throw understand. a few blah, blah, blah. Yeah. God, I'm speaking from my heart. I'm speaking from my heart to God. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me, do with me as thou will, or leave me of the bondage of self, um, direct my thinking. And I had that on a mug. Mm-hmm. On one side, the third step prayer, and on the other side, the seventh step prayer. That's nifty. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty cool thing. Got that, that was at the Victory Group. I got them mugs, yeah. Yeah, that was way back when. I got a whole case of them, 40 mugs, (laughs) gave them out to everybody in the group. When I find stuff I love, Mm -hmm. I am giving it out. Mm -hmm. So it it was great to be able to 
um, do that. But I, I definitely still love the serenity prayer. Sure. Um, and the fog light prayer. Mm, it's a good one. Yeah. I love, love, love that. Love the fog light prayer. Um, because I think about the meaning behind things. And I liked when Mike described that to me, that seeing, you know, if mm-hmm. you're in the ocean and, you know, we're on the water, we're in South Florida and looking out in that ocean, sometimes it's dark. I mean, it's, it's actually pitch black, mm-hmm. but if there's a boat out there and you got to remember if you can't see anything, you can't find your way right, right. and you see that fog light, that's what you're going towards. Mm-hmm. You don't and it's know. not moving. Right. But you know where to go. I'm going towards the light. Mm-hmm. And I was saying this to Claude. I used to be a second grade teacher at St. Mary Magdalene in Millville, New Jersey, many, many moons ago. And I used to have to get the kids ready for reconciliation and First Holy Communion. Mm-hmm. And at First Holy Communion, they would sing, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And that's what I think we are, sure. you know, little lights. Mm-hmm. And I think that God wants us to be lights mm-hmm. for each other. So the fog light prayer is a very special prayer. Mm-hmm. So I like the meanings that go behind sure. the prayers, especially like the prayer of St. Francis, mm-hmm. you know, um, the set aside prayer is a good one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sick person prayer. Oh yeah, yeah. We got a lot of good prayers in yeah, the AA, don't yeah. we? Thank God. Yeah, when we can remember it, you know, <laughs> set it aside and think about it, mm-hmm. you know. And if I meet somebody that's sick, and I was telling, I was telling Marlene, I think I was telling Claude too about some. And maybe I mentioned it last week about yeah, somebody that was getting on my nerves. And, and I was, was like, like, oh, my God, this girl is always miserable. Can't you smile? And Marion Mar- goes, she's sick. She's sick, Isabel. I was like, okay, Marion. She was like, yeah, it's that, that, that loving, kind, yeah. compassion. And I was like, we'll keep ah. coming back. Yeah, I was like, okay, Marion. Thank you. Yeah, keep coming back yeah. and practicing. Yeah. You know, and it is so challenging. So that we sometimes. don't go to the judgment. We go to the kind, loving, and compassionate. Yeah, because Mother Teresa says when we're judging, we are not loving. Well, in some days, that's easy to do. It's that story. Remember Lisa, Lisa Boyle said she's looking out the window. It's a beautiful tree, and she sees birds, and there's a squirrel running up and down the tree. And she's like, isn't that beautiful? She's taking it in. And then the next morning, she wakes up, and she goes out there. She sees the squirrels, and she's like, where's my BB gun? You know, it's all <laughs> yeah, in your, yeah. it's all in your, your frame of mind and your, yeah. how you, you know, on any given day, I'm kind, loving and compassionate, but then I can also <laughs> come from a place of judgment. People go, what happened to you? Yeah. What do you mean? What happened to me? What happened to you? <laughs> well, I like that agitation prayer too. As yeah. we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful, ask for the right thought or action. I mean, it's just full mm-hmm. of nuggets and and i remember ham teaching me thy will be done thy will be done when you get stuck thy will not my will right because i was saying my will be done (laughs) and you know it's like wow and and you know no good comes from the well of ish what is ish the foolish Mm. the foolish because that's how we are when we're reacting it's the foolish so it's like constantly seeking god in all of this uh Wearing this life, as they say many times, if you haven't heard it yet, like a loose garment. Mm. Um, 
And I've always believed that since I've gotten sober and I came to AA, God, I found God, that I've always had a purpose and a plan. Finally. Yeah. That I've got this purpose and a plan just because I stayed sober. Because I notice when you meet people, what do you think they say when they meet you? You meet somebody new. What do they usually say? Hey. Huh? What do you do? What do you do? That's exactly what people want to know. What do you do? Who are you? Hey, what do you do? Where do you work? Nowhere. (laughs) Right? I don't work. I don't have a job. I don't have a full-time job. I used to work a full-time job. It's like, whew, AA is a full-time job. It can be, yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky. If you're really working a program of action, this life is like Mm. awesome. And, And that brings us to some of the really good stuff because it starts to get so juicy. I mean, so juicy when you look at what step 11 sought through prayer Mm. and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him really means. And I look at words. I like semantics. I don't want to get caught up in semantics, but I definitely want to know what they mean. Mm-hmm. I want to know why. So when I think of prayer and meditation, I know I'm talking to God. I know I'm listening to God. I know I'm stilling my heart. I'm being silent. But when I think of the word conscious, I go, hmm, okay, conscious. So conscious means I'm awake, mm-hmm. right? Conscious means I'm aware. Because if somebody's passed out, they're not conscious, right? And then you see when they're coming through, you go, oh, he's conscious. They just open their eyes. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to be conscious, I want to be aware. I want to know what the principle is behind this step. Mm. I want to live the principle of spirituality, like you said. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just live it. I have to be aware of everything I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm not going to God, go to God or go to hell. (laughs) That's what they said at at Good Morning Ocean City. Go to God or go to hell. I was like, whoa, look at Jim talking a big time. Putting the smack down at the AA meeting at 730. But he was right, mm-hmm. because like Marlene said, when we're not doing this step, things start to get messed up for us. It's not our way anymore. It's like, what happened? But when we do this, it's like we, we get promises out mm-hmm. the wah, mother, loving zoo. <laughs> and they're great promises. They are really great promises. So that unshakable foundation for Ah, life. Who doesn't want that? A foundation. And that's what they used. The unshakable. They used to tell me at the time, Missy, you're building a foundation. Mm -hmm. Missy, you're building. If you're out there in Zoom land right now and you got 11 11 days, 11 minutes, 11 weeks, I don't care what you have. You need to be building a foundation Mm -hmm. in, in Alcoholics Anonymous. And building a foundation is a lot of work. You got to dig deep. You got to get that shovel out. You got to get to those meetings. You got to, you got to beg God to stay sober, but that unshakable foundation Mm -hmm. brings a lot of strength. A Mm -hmm. lot of, what else does it say? I love it. Talk to me, Marlene. Talk to me. It says through self, through self searching, um, we bring new vision, action and grace of, uh, to bear upon the dark and negative side of our natures because my nature is disturbed. You know, I'm irritable, restless, and discontent by nature. <clears throat> and so this is one of the steps that quells all that negativity. It's right. a step that 
in development of that kind of humility that makes it possible for us to receive God's help. Because if I'm not open to receive it, I'm not getting this help. I've right. Got, I've got to, I've got to open that channel. And he's always there. I just don't always open the channel. That's that open heart. Mm-hmm. And that, that comes from came to believe, right? Because we're building on this. We're building. So I had to come to believe in a power greater than myself in order to open my heart, in order to have this open mind. So now I go back and I look and I go, oh, yeah, I got to have I got to keep that heart open mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to practice keeping an open heart and not default to the negativity bias, which it says we all have. Default setting. It's my default setting. Yeah. And then, you know, that sense of belonging. Mm, that's the best. I mean, that sense of belonging I'm that home. comes to us to know that we fit in. We belong here. It's like, oh my God. A lot of people say, I feel like I came home. Me too. Home is belonging. Found my people. Yeah. It's like, OMG. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's a sense of belonging. Um, mm. and, oh, I love this. You know, no longer lost, frightened, and mm. purposeless. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, I got a purpose and a plan. I got the map. We, mm-hmm. I don't know how much we've, I was talking a little bit. I, lo, I teach this recovery yoga. So I was talking to them today about, you know, when we're lost and that's how we come in, right? Amazing grace, right? We're lost. We don't know where we are, what street, what act, how many times who's woken up lost, no. right? Um, come on, Claude, you woke up lost. Raise your hand, people. Yeah, if even if you're on Zoom land, you don't know where your car is. Mm. You don't know where your shoes are. You don't know where your clothes. Let's tell it like it is, right? We we don't know where our mind is. (laughs) We're lost, Mm. and we have found our way home again, and that's all through this. Mm. That's all through this walking in the door. You know, listen, that door only has to be open to crack. We open that door. That's that little mustard seed. I'm going to try AA. I'm going to see what they have to offer. I want to check it out. And then all of a sudden you get in there and it's like, wow, these people. Oh, my God, Marlene, what are you doing? You're an alcoholic. Oh, my God. I never thought you were an alcoholic. Right? I love it when people say, I can't picture you. Not too many people have ever said that to me, though. I can't picture you not drinking. I'm like, but I can picture you not drinking. Mm-hmm. I, can picture, I can picture people not drinking. It's like, ah, that's a, that's a real compliment. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a transformation to know. Mm-hmm. And so this loss and always scared about everything, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, my God, my car doesn't work. Am I going to lose my job today? You know, that's a big thing. Mm. I'm going to get fired. I'm waiting for the pink slip, right? It's like, it's always something's wrong. And it, it tells us, you know, when we're, when we catch a glimpse of God's will, and I like to be reminded of what, what is God's will? What is God's will? To be kind, loving, and compassionate. Um, to I, I think the four absolutes are a great place to absolute you, love, absolute honesty, yeah, absolute unselfishness, and absolute purity. purity. God's will can be a lot of things, and to stay sober. Oh, amen. 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 <laughs> That's right. God's will for us is to not drink. God's will for you and me and all of us and you out there, Zoom land, Facebook land, wherever you are, is to stay sober. 
If you've walked in the door of Alcoholics Anonymous, God wants you to stay sober. So if you haven't heard that before, Marlene just told you. God wants us to be loving, kind, and compassionate. And our own humanness gets in the way. We are progressing. We are striving <laughs> to be loving, kind, and compassionate. That's why we have the checklist. So God's will, when we have that, when we live that, we begin to see the truth. <clears throat> we begin to know the truth. We begin to know right and wrong. And it's like, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to steal from that person. I don't want to lie. I don't want to cheat. And I don't want to steal. I don't want to take something that doesn't belong to me. I want to live the truth. And I want to be a person of love, that absolute love. Because, you know, <laughs> I remember one time I was talking. This is way back. I'm not going to say the person's name. But sometimes people come into the meetings and they give you the stink eye. Oh, yeah. Right? Like stink eye, like me. You're like, what's he looking at me like that for? Right? It happens at work, too. It happens at Wawa. It happens everywhere. It happens in a yoga class. It's like, why are they looking at me like that for? But that's not the place and the space as a sober woman that I want to come from. So if so, I don't know what their day's like. And we've heard this many times. It's like, I don't walk in their shoes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they, they do stink eye. But am I coming from a place of love? And we begin to see the truth, the justice, and the love Mm -hmm. of the eternal light that God brings to us. This little light of mine, remember that? This little light of mine. This is what's here for us. And we're not always so deeply disturbed. By everything and everyone. I mean, listen, I'm not saying I didn't need psychiatry and psychologists (laughs) the first five years, okay? (laughs) Me too. All right? But I'm not so deeply disturbed. Mm -hmm. I feel like God has really, really helped us Mm -hmm. out of that dark hole. And what was, um, I think you sent it to me the other day about. Oh, um, oh. um, I sought my soul. And my oh. uh, somebody was in a hole, and oh. uh, God sent a priest, right? And the priest went down and said a couple of prayers with the person, oh, and then he left. And then God sent um, a rabbi, and the rabbi went down and read the Torah, mm. and then he had to go. God sent a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist went down and did a couple words of wisdom, and the psychiatrist said, "I'll be back next week." And then God sent an alcoholic mm. down in the hole. And the guy, the guy in the hole said, are you going to help me? He said, yeah, I've been down here. I know, I know the way up. And it was like, oh, okay. So it was like all these yeah. people come to us and we need all the help we can get. Sure. But I like that the alcoholic comes and has already been down in the hole and knows the way up, mm, knows good. how to climb out. It's like, and that's what we do for each other when we're in a jackpot. Mm-hmm. When we're in the dark hole, it's like, oh, how do I get out of this? Well, try reading the prayer of St. Francis. Mm-hmm. That's try, try just placing your hand on your heart mm-hmm. for a minute. Try just quiet. Try two-way prayer. Google it if you're out there in Zoom land. Google it. These are, these are effective methods of prayer. These are, these are effective ways try to reach off. God, right? Because we're talking about conscious contact with God. I'm awake. I'm aware. Experiment. And then knowing that, you know, God is watching us, watching over us lovingly, that God's hand is on us. And that's one of the symbols also of AA, of the praying hands, 
the praying hands, always praying up. When I was in first grade, I told you a little bit, you know, I went to Catholic school and I still abide by some of the old rules because I was a little Mm -hmm. person. And I remember going single file line up to the altar with all the other kids. And the nun came up and she said, Isabel, place those hands up. Those hands always go up. They never go down. Mm. That's where the devil rests. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's all I needed to hear. Remember Flip Wilson? The devil made me do it. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember Flip? I was like, uh-uh, straight up, God, straight up. And Mike was saying that tonight about thumbs up, right? When I have thumbs up, I'm, I know I'm a recovered alcoholic mm-hmm. because we're doing this work. Okay. I'm, I'm a recovered alcoholic. If you're doing this work, you're a recovered alcoholic. If you're reaching out to another human being saying, hey, how can I help you? Want to read the book? Want to read the book? It's like, wow. I mean, it's just the promises of what God gives to us and brings to us. um, It's just immense and intense. And I loved what Rob was saying at the other the the other day at the meeting from that desperation. Yeah, desperation to inspiration. Yeah, from desperation to inspiration. Mm. We're inspired. We're filled with God's love. It's that enthusiasm. Mm. It comes from God, not from us. Yeah, I loved it when he shared that. Mm -hmm. If you go to enough meetings, if you read this book enough, you learn a lot of really cool things about how God comes into our life. And I believe, like I was saying this morning, uh, that God comes through people. Mm -hmm. God sends angels to us to say, oh, yeah, you want to read the book? You go, yeah, I was just thinking, I'd like like somebody to help me. And then you just happen to say, yeah, I I can do that. So we become little angels to each Mm -hmm. other through God's love. And really enlightenment to show us how to give that candle, how to light mm. somebody's candle. And that's what I want to be, that little candle lighter <laughs> person. You know, you need a light. Remember those days when you needed a light? You'd be like, I need a light. Give me a light. <laughs> Come on. People smoke, right? Smoke all kinds of stuff around here. This is true. And, and, and it was like, you needed a light all the time. Give me a light, right? Now it's like, no, I got a good light. I got a God light. You know, I got a light Mm. that can fill your whole life light. And it's just from Mm. seeking prayer and meditation. Mm. Seeking God in all things, in every way. Every day. (laughs) Right? God's will not mine be done. Amen. Amen. Om Shanti, Om Peace. Mm. Thank you guys both. Please join me in thanking them one more time. All right. Now I am going to introduce Joey, our secretary. Hello, everyone. I am Tuhad Joey, and um, I have the secretary's report. Which is right here. It's all good, all good. Um, I'm Joey. I'm a recovered alcoholic secretary. In keeping with the seventh tradition, which states that every group shall be fully self-supporting, 
declining outside contributions, the baskets are now going around. Um, and also never forget, if you go to aa.org or your local AA intergroup website, you have the ability to give online, which is a blessing, a, a way to give from your very Zoom station you're at right now. You don't even have to get up. Easy. All right. Um, at this time, I've asked a beautiful and illustrious uh, member of Alcoholics Anonymous named Shay to come read the recovered statement. Hello, my name is Shay. I'm an alcoholic. Hey, Shay. Recovered. We are not cured of alcoholism. Recovered, but not cured? That presents a conflict to some alcoholics. If we were cured, we would be able to drink responsibly. No, we are not cured. The allergic reaction to alcohol will remain with us for our lifetime. But we have been restored to sanity. That was the problem. The main problem of the alcoholic centers in his mind rather than his body. We are now sane where alcohol is concerned. Consequently, we have recovered. Thank you, Shay. Touche, Shay. Shay. That's right. We still got it. We still got it. Nineteen forty style big book sponsorship. From the forward of the second edition, Alcoholics Anonymous. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sobered once and remained that way. 25% sobered up after some relapses, and among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. What we've seen, felt, come to believe, and experience is that God has not changed over time, and neither should the sacred approach back to his loving arms. The statistics above suggest a 75-plus percent success rate. Um, At this time, I'm going to ask everyone that is eligible to put their thumb up, a.k.a. recovered alcoholic, please raise your hands or thumbs, whichever you prefer. Um, Thank you. And now, uh, anyone that is in need of a sponsor... um, Jazz hands, or wave, or, or, or yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever you want to do with your hands, you do that now. Whatever, it's beautiful. Anyway, and all your recovered alcoholics, please reach out to the, the those wiggling fingers and try to get them back to God, please. Um, anyone? Oh, sorry. Never mind. Um. Please join us Monday nights, Big Book Study Meeting, where the Big Book comes alive. Fellowship starts at 6.30. Big Book Study Meeting starts at 7.15. We're in the chapter to the employers. It's actually quite enlightening. So please come on by. If you ever had a job before, you'll get something out of it. All right. Um, we have CDs, mugs, large print big books, little red books, or big book dictionaries for sale. Um, at your local intergroup site, go, go up there, pick it up, help improve your sponsorship skills, as well as contribute to AA. Easy. Thank you. Um, we meet every Thursday, promptly starting at 7.15, fellowship starting at 6.30, and we ask to be courteous and ready to begin at the sound of the bells. Thank you. See you next week. Thank you, Joey. 
We have tonight's session and all the past speaker podcasts for free online at alcoholicsandgod.org. I'd like to invite everybody to our Monday night big book study. Those who wish to thank tonight's speaker duo, uh, thank them as you will, I I guess. There's no aisle, but all right. Uh, Let's close with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. See you all Monday or next Thursday. Godspeed. Heart is heavy, soul is thirsty, body's aching. I am desperately in need of restoration.
Chase, here's that song you've been asking me for for a million years. I finally pulled it out the pulled it out the corners of my mind, and um, here you go.
are green now, growing vines. They twist and turn each way, flowers blooming all the time outside my door. song is. God bless. I love you, Mike Chase. Bye.
Just won't set me free. Clap your hands if you leave me too. 